0: We believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Dream Architect Life with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. Brian, how are you today? Fantastic. Thank you very much. All right. I didn't ask Brittany because last time she threw me a curveball and said, What if I answered <laughs> terrible? So I'm not going to even ask her.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just going to tell you I am wonderful. <laughs>
1: okay, well. Well, Brian tells me you're wonderful all the time, so I mean, <laughs> I, I I believe it, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about today's podcast. We we are doing something a little bit different. We just got off of a great two part series about the Who's. So please, listener, go back and listen to that. It was fantastic, brilliant ideas coming from these two, um, and I just sprinkle little stuff in there, but the really the brilliant stuff comes from them. What are we talking about today, though? That's what I want to know.
0: Yes, we have a really I think interesting pivot. Uh, talking about navigating certainties and uncertainties. So, right. as you mentioned, Eric, we just came off of you know a couple different episodes where we talked about putting the right who's in your life, mm-hmm. aligning the the people that can essentially help you focus solely on the things that you love, that you enjoy, that gives you energy. Uh, we talked quite a bit about how do you look for who do you look for as your ideal wealth advisor. You know some of the characteristics that we uh, typically work best with when we're talking to prospective clients, but those were all nuggets that you could take away for yourself as you're really navigating kind of this next chapter and this transition. So, you know, one of the things that, that we hear often and that we've experienced with people is that they don't know what they don't know. We don't know what we don't know. Uh, so when it comes to asking the right questions around, you know, what does this next kind of chapter of my life look like? Or what does retirement look like for me? So, again, we talked in, in the last couple about how we get hung up on the what questions. And a lot of times those what's stem from uncertainties. So anytime you are looking at making decisions for your life, there is a really great exercise. It comes from, of course, Dan Sullivan, the creator strategic coach, this whole concept comes from their program and it's, it's certainties and uncertainties. And how do you navigate that? You know, how do you make decisions that are going to actually help you get momentum for your life versus being stuck in an uncertainty? So when you when you look at this particular thought process, it's a great way or a great way to get started on it is to lay out what are the things that you're uncertain about. So let's just take retirement, sitting down, grabbing a piece of paper and literally just writing down what are all the things that have question marks behind them? What are the things that I, you know, you may just not be sure of how you're going to accomplish it, how you're going to get to it. Uh, you know, maybe it's around who you're going to spend your time with. You know, maybe you've spent all your years with the people that you work with, and now you're kind of stepping out and you got to find new people. Uh, so all of those uncertainties, then at the same time, write down the things that you are certain about the things that you really do feel confident with. And, and you know, the nice thing about that is it puts a framing to mind that, you, it's okay that you don't have all the answers because you do have some of them. So going through and writing those, uh, those certainties down really helps you get your mindset in the right place. And then anything that you are still uncertain about, you start backing into the who's. So you start putting behind those uncertainties instead of saying, how am I going to get this done? What am I going to do? It's well, who can actually help me get clarity here? who can help me turn these uncertainties to certainties? So Brian, is there anything there that you want to touch on? I know we've navigated and gone through this tool multiple times internally, uh, but for personal and professional reasons.
2: Yeah, what I have found with that exercise is when you spend the time just jotting those things down, a couple things become clear. One, you probably know more about the situation than you thought. So you've got more certainties than you might have you know, realize to begin with. And the second thing is the uncertainties are where the who, if you will, is going to be so important. And that's kind of where we help become a resource for our clients when we do the deep dive and learn more about you and what your uncertainties are. Ideally, we'll be the who for a lot of those things. But In a lot of cases, we're not going to be, but we can say, well, you know, we're not the experts there, but this individual is. And so I think once you know there are people out there that can help you, it adds a lot less stress to your decision making process because it makes it very simple in that I just have to work with these people or contact these people Mm -hmm. and then let them do their magic and the rest is taken care of. And otherwise, you know, if you're like most people or, you know, years past before we started implementing these kind of things, it's pretty easy to spin your wheels for a while. And then you get frustrated and you feel like, gee, I'm never making any traction. And, and uh, so this process really eliminates or at least greatly reduces the amount of time
1: that's spent in the, you know, spinning your wheels phase. When, mm-hmm. when I'm hearing you say this, Brittany, the, the the examples that you gave, they almost sound like internal uncertainty to me. When you're talking about, I'm uncertain about, you know, the group of friends that I'm going to have. I'm certain about, you know, how I'm going to be spending my time. I'm uncertain about a lot of these pieces. And Brian, it almost sounds like you're starting to bridge the gap, but I, I almost answering my question, but I still have to ask it. What about the external or what I would consider external uncertainties? You know, inflation right now is huge, is a huge topic, right? So that's an uncertain thing for somebody in retirement. And I don't know what inflation is going to look like in 10 years. I don't know what the stock market's going to be in 10 years. Those external, you know, uncertainties. Is that what you're talking about when you're talking about kind of going back and relying on your who's? Well, I would tell you it's actually both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you, we're going to deal with both
2: internal and external But they're going to be the ones that you're concerned about because not everybody is concerned about the same things. And the the situation that we need to deal with is where are you? What what worries you today? And if this was taken care of or eliminated, would that help you move forward in your decision making or making your retirement better? And then that's what we'll focus on. So I, I would tell you it's, Virtually every time it's both internal and external, uh, but we like to tailor make it to each individual client's circumstances.
0: Yeah and, and I would I would add to that too because I think Eric you bring up a great point that's you know we can't ignore what's going on in the world. Uh mm. there's been a heck of a lot of uncertainty <laughs> in the last few years, you yeah. know, coming out of the the COVID-19 pandemic and now kind of what's going on in the economy and all of that. But here's the thing that we are consistently uh, having conversations around both internally as a team and with our clients and honestly I know a lot of us with in our personal lives too is those external factors, it is okay to have uncertainties around those. Uh, I I think just about everybody does have some question mark in their head with some of the things going on, but where you have to shift is understanding that a lot of that is outside of your control. So instead of becoming fixated on those uncertainties It is more important to look at, okay, well that's here and it's happening and I can't change it, you know, personally, just me alone, but what can I do? And that goes back to really the who concept. And that's why this whole uncertainty and certainty topic is so important is that, you know, that's why you hire financial advisors. That's why you hire a wealth advisor so that they can stay in tune with what's going on in the world. And you don't have to have your, let's just say news station on running 24/7. I know we've talked about that before, Mm -hmm. but how much of a time suck that can be and how much of a, a, an energy zap that can be, because you turn on any sort of news station, news article, even social feeds today. And it is like doom, gloom, boom of the world, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, the world's ending tomorrow. And you'll be lucky if you make it out then. Right. (laughs) So I, I just think that if people would spend more time addressing some of those internal uncertainties, because a lot of times that's where you can kind of change course. And the nice thing too, is with the external ones you mentioned, There's tools and resources that we can use or that advisors in general can use to say, okay, well, if this scenario happens, if this is a concern for you, if this happens, here's a worst case scenario and here's what that might look like for you and how it it might impact you. And what we find is a lot of times, you know, when we bring the reality to the forefront is people realize, okay, that's probably not where I should be spending my time and my energy. Mm -hmm. So again, that external versus internal. Internal we can control, external we can't. Make sure you have professionals paying attention to the external so you can focus on working on the internal.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. All right.
0: You know, I want to pivot this a little bit too, because I think that there's this underlying theme here when you're thinking about uncertainties and I have used the word a couple times fixation where people get fixated on some of the negative. And, and I think part of the reason for that is, is exactly why the media is great at what they do is because fear catches attention. You know, you're scrolling through an article and you're like, Oh yeah, there's a nice, warm, fuzzy, you know, three things you can do to be a better parent or four <laughs> things you can do to set up your finances or whatever. And then it's like six things you need to avoid. So you don't have horrible life. And the click rate is like, oh my goodness, I got to read that. I don't want a horrible life. So, you know, I think one thing that helps people in general to navigate uncertainties with grace is by focusing on gratitude. And, you know, we're not talking about the high level woo woo type stuff here. We're talking about really looking at, you know, here's where I'm at in life. And here's the things that I am eternally grateful for it's hard to spiral down into the negative mindset of the uncontrollables and the uncertainties when you are putting gratitude at the forefront every single time, you know, and and I'll use this as an example too. Like I've talked before, you know, for me, I'm a constant doer. Yes. Person. I have that high achievement drive, so for me, I'm constantly looking at the what's next, and my husband gives me a hard time about it. You know, we we work on some aspect of our house, and he's not even done with that project. And I'm like, okay, well, we need to talk about this bathroom over here real quick. <laughs> and he's like, why? So you know, I think gratitude it also forces you into the present moment, and it allows you to say, my gosh, you know, yeah, there's a a lot that I want to accomplish, and there's a lot that I want to do, and the future is exciting, and it's great, and there's so much possibility there. But as things sit right now, things are pretty darn good. You know, you've got love around you, you've got people around you, you've got, you know, a sense of community. You know, life is good. So I think that's a great framing anytime you're looking at this exercise. Don't get stuck in the uncertainties.
2: Yeah, I would 150% agree. I, I think the additional comments I would make is that if you just focus on the things that you can control, maybe that inner part, mm-hmm. and you have like a dream focused mindset or thinking about the future and what you would like life to become. I can tell you with certainty that those individuals that we work with that did those two things were really unaffected by COVID or just any of the things that are going on in the environment today. It doesn't really bother them Cause they're looking at their bigger future and, and it kind of goes back to gratitude because they're going to some place that they desire and that's what they're working towards. So they're not looking at the negative things. And and when you said that it made me think of that, that that's so interesting that you would get that result just by kind of what you focus on.
0: Yeah you know, and I want to bring this into like, bring this into your home. All right. we're going to get personal here for a minute. So you, know, one of the, one of the aspects of the dream architect process as a whole here at Sweet financial. So we have this great tool. Uh, it's called the over dinner conversation. And you know, one thing that I think should be happening more, and especially when you're looking at any massive transition. So, you know, we could be talking here about, uh, retirement, You could be talking about, you know, even just a job change, maybe the sale of a business, you know, empty nest. Maybe there's been a sudden inheritance. A parent has passed away and you've just got any time in your life that you're faced with massive decisions. So I think sitting down, you know, with your significant other, if you are in a relationship or with a really close friend and just being able to have those conversations of, What are you uncertain about right now? Mm -hmm. You know, what is at the forefront of your mind? Because a lot of times if you can vet that out, even before you come and talk to your wealth advisor, or before you engage with some of these who's being able to really kind of speak out loud to some of these things that are on your mind it can help you get clarity when you, when it comes to making a decision. So instead of the old talk at the dinner table, it's like, how was your day? Oh, it's pretty good. How was yours? Oh, that's good. And then you're just eating and you're like talking about the kids or whatever, you know, really having something that's more meaningful in those deeper conversations that again, you don't have to it doesn't have to be some emotional, pivotal, pivotal conversation moment, but just being able to really talk about like, Hey, here's what's on my mind right now. Here's what I'm uncertain about. Uh, Here's some of the things that are kind of bugging me. Uh, here's what I am certain about. Here's what I'm excited about. And and being able to have those conversations, uh, to, to basically help you just vet, uh, help you get clear on what you want and what you don't want. And then being able to put the right people in place to help you solve some of those issues.
1: Yeah. I, I can't help, but think of, um, When you spoke about some of the externals and how to focus on the internals, things that you can control, there are things you can control from an external point as well, because I don't think how many, I don't think people realize how many advisors specifically retired at the beginning of the pandemic or, you know, kind of mid pandemic, right? (laughs) Because here's why, because a lot of them couldn't see another way. They couldn't see a way out of the situation that they, they were in, meaning it was Too hard to do business. It was too hard to to gain new business, to make new sales, and they just thought this is the perfect time for me to be done, right? Because they couldn't, they didn't have that positive outlook, in my opinion, on what could possibly be done. And you guys did, right? Can Mm -hmm. you give me some examples of what you guys had to do? Because everybody had to pivot in one way or another, either by adapting and finding positive ways to do things or by exiting. And obviously you guys are here, so you didn't exit. So I appreciate that. But what did you guys do to to help keep that positive mindset during that time?
0: Yeah. I love that you bring this up, Eric, because I kind of chuckle in my head thinking about some of the conversations that we had, especially early on in the pandemic. So I remember uh, sitting and talking to uh, one of the partners in our office, Ty Totsky. And so he was in a conversation with his study group and his study group, some of the people that were in that were like, yeah, you know, we've, we've, you know, kept the doors locked and we're not doing any sort of business. We're really not, you know, talking to clients and we're really just trying to like kind of navigate this out. And Ty was like, Oh, what <laughs> we're talking to clients like all day every day. That was yeah. literally all advisors did, especially early on when we did have to lock our doors, like physically, we were forced to lock our doors, and mm-hmm. you know you couldn't be around people, and and we ended up you know having our team work remotely. But for us, we basically set the stage that you know we're going to err on the side of driving people crazy with how much we communicate, you know, we are going to be all in on this because we don't want people to have uncertainties. If we can get one step ahead of some of their thoughts then that's just adding more value to their lives because again, they're not having to worry. Let us do some of the worrying for you. You know, so for us, it was not a matter of, Oh my gosh, should we shut the doors? Because we don't know is the, or is the stock market going to go to zero? I don't know. <laughs> there was a period of time there where people are kind of scratching their heads going, well, we're not sure what the heck is going on or what's going to happen. But, you know, for us, it's all about pivoting. And and I think that's what separates, you know, any industry, not just ours, but it separates the good from the great. And I'm not saying this to be boastful, but for us, it was, okay, we can't be physically in front of clients. There's this wonderful technology called Zoom. And fortunately for us, we had been using Zoom for years or some version of it. I mean, Brian's been having, you know, he loves travel. He loves, you know, being able to go, you know, everywhere. So, you know, he wanted to be able to access people from wherever he was. And so this was something that we have just been doing for a long time. So we just did more of it. And for the team, we said, okay, well, we're going to be, you know, working remotely from home, but we still had, you know, zoom team check-ins and, you know, it might be a few members from one department that were checking in, or it might be all of us. So those are things that we did and we pivoted and it wasn't a matter of throwing in the towel that literally never came up. It was just, all right, how do we navigate these different territories and, and how do we kind of take some of these uncertainties and pivot and make them more certain to really help serve our clients? Because at the end of the day, that was really what mattered to us is how can we make sure that our team feels supported? And in turn, how do we feel like, or how do we know that we're serving our clients at the highest capacity that we can? it's just a different framework. It's a different state of mind. So yeah, that was a lot of what we
2: did. Yeah. And a lot of it happened during the conversations we had with clients. And so just through our discussions and finding out what they were nervous about or fearful about, we created other platforms based on those conversations. So we would do, we called it, we had to put a name to it, I guess. So we called it Sweet Financial Live. So once a week, we put uh, educational content based on different things that we heard and we'd either bring in a speaker or we would do an event and then we would record it <clears throat> because not everybody could, you know, attend that. And so then we would get the video or the, the communication out to everybody. Uh, we created town hall meetings. So a lot of different things, but it was all really a function of what were we hearing, What would help them overcome that frustration or, as we talked about, to start this uncertainty? And we wanted to try and be the who for that uncertainty. And in a lot of cases, it might have been other outside resources that we brought to the table or referenced for people that uh, could serve that role. So,
1: yeah, we just tried to be helpful and add value. Perfect. I know we're going to continue this conversation on the next podcast. Um, first, I want to ask if there's any closing thoughts for today. And then one of you, would you give us kind of a sneak preview on what you're guys going to talk about next time?
0: Yeah. You know, I think just to kind of summarize some of the things that we've been talking about today, when you think about that word pivot and you tie that to uncertainties, So what we want to help people realize is that You know, there is so much possibility out there and so much opportunity for building an even greater life. Like your life is great. That's the the whole tie back to that state of gratitude. You know, we're not saying that your life is bad. You know, we're not saying that things aren't wonderful as they sit. What we're saying is that things can be even better. And the people that really tend to, you know, lead that fulfillment or lean into it is the people that can overcome that uncertainty. And it's that framing of, I'm not throwing in the towel And just because I'm uncertain about something or I'm stressed about it, or I'm, I'm frustrated or whatever, it doesn't mean I'm a quitter. It doesn't mean I'm just going to throw my hands up and be like, well, you know, can't do anything about it. Guess I'll just, you know whatever, go play golf for the rest of my life and not worry about anything. (laughs) It's not what that's about. So it's really looking at how do you take those uncertainties? How do you pivot? How do you pivot forward and and really create that solve so that you can continue to make progress in life in general? Uh, life is short and time is the only precious commodity that we cannot Mm -hmm. ever get back. So let's make the most of it. So Brian, do you want to talk a little bit about what we are maybe going to talk about in the next episode? And I can jump in.
2: Well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to end with a quote and then I'll Ooh, let you do that. I like it. Um, it made me think of this quote is the, the bigger your future, the better your present mm-hmm. and personal confidence makes comes from making progress towards your dreams that are far bigger than your present beliefs. So good. So
0: darn good. Um, I think that's actually the perfect setup and framing for the the next episode. So we're going to take a lot of this whole uncertainty, certainty talk and really apply it to how you can create that dream retirement and what it really means to defining your dream life in general. So I think it'll, I don't think, I know it'll be a really valuable uh, conversation and topic and it'll get your wheels spinning in a really positive way.
1: Well, I look forward to it. Thank you so much, you guys. This, is, this has been fantastic as usual.
0: Thanks, Eric. We appreciate it. Yeah.
1: All the best, Eric. Thank you. You bet. And our last thank you, of course, goes to you listening audience. We wouldn't be here without you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Dream Architect Life with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Brian and Brittany come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Sweet Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you that possibility comes to those who create it. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners.